in the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, Jesus makes it very clear to us that unless we are willing to forgive, we cannot hope for forgiveness from God. If we reject forgiveness and the forgiving of other people, we cannot enter paradise. Here in this 18th chapter, Jesus teaches the parable of the unforgiving servant. And this parable teaches us truth both about ourselves and about God. But first we must understand that God does not forgive because we forgive. It is not a reward. It is not something that we earn through our forgiveness. The initiative for forgiveness is always with God. God is the source of all forgiveness. All forgiveness begins with Him. And the forgiveness we give others is not really our forgiveness but the forgiveness of God. It is divine forgiveness that must pass through us, that must be shared through us. All forgiveness comes from God. Those we forgive or the creatures of God just as we are the creatures of God. The servants to the king in the parable. And we must take seriously Jesus' warning at the end of that parable when he says, just as the king has thrown the unforgiving servant into prison, Jesus says to us, this is what my heavenly father will do to you if you do not forgive your brother. This is what my Heavenly Father will do to you if you do not forgive your brother. Every one of us must hear that terrible warning that if we do not forgive, we face eternal damnation. Our unwillingness to forgive separates us from God and can separate us from God eternally. And this warning shouldn't just frighten us. It should prompt us into recognizing and rejecting the hatred that dwells within us. It should prompt us to seek out and reject the animosity that we allow to grow within us. A judgment, God will lay before us everything that we've done, a lifetime of sin, a lifetime of offences that we have committed against him, against God. Everything that he has been willing to forgive us of. And alongside this, this great list, this countless list of offences that we've committed against God that we will seek forgiveness for, alongside it will be a small list of insults, a small list of those faults that we recognize, that we find in other people, that we have refused to forgive. Christ calls us to show mercy for that which is temporary, that little evil that others have committed against us. And he calls us to do so so that we don't commit eternal evil against the soul, our own soul. We must not condemn ourselves eternally by refusing to forgive the trivial things of this life, though we will tell ourselves that they are not trivial. 
Let us also remember the the many generations of people that have gone before us that have died and have not forgiven, that have not repented of the hatred and the animosity and the judgment of others that has dwelt in their hearts. Those generations of people who now taste the bitterness of the consequences of the refusal to forgive. The reality of having no time to left to repent, unlike us in this life who now are called to repent. When we leave this life, paradise will not open to us if we cling to unforgiveness. The gates of paradise will be closed to us. And we now have the power to determine our future reward, to accept and to share God's forgiveness, or to cling to evil, the, that, in, that evil in our hearts of hatred and judgment and animosity. And if we cling to that evil now by refusing to forgive, then we unite ourselves to evil not just in this life, but in the world to come. Christ, when he teaches us his parable, is really calling us to examine our hearts, search out every resentment and the memory of every injustice that we've clung to, everything that prevents God's forgiveness from being shared, from passing through us to those around us. Because the forgiveness God grants us is not ours to possess. We must remember this. We do not cling to and possess God's forgiveness. God gives it that we may give it freely. We may pass it on. And only when we give forgiveness, the divine forgiveness that God has shown us, to others, does that forgiveness truly remain with us? There's great paradox, but it's no paradox at all when we understand what that forgiveness does to us and the way that it changes us. Next time that we pray the Lord's Prayer, should we ask God to forgive us our debts, though we refuse to forgive those or indebted to us? Of course not. We pray, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We are called to forgive and to forgive unconditionally. What a cross to carry. To forgive everyone who has hurt us. Everyone that we may secretly resent, secretly judge. We must forgive. And only then can we boldly ask God to grant us eternal forgiveness.